Welcome back to the Global Quick Influence Podcast. I'm Panagiotou Pimenidou. To be up to date with news from the Global Quick Influence Podcast and suggest your topics, subscribe, like, and review the Global Quick Influence Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Amazon Music, and four more podcasting platforms. You can contact the Global Quick Influence through the podcast, Facebook, and Twitter accounts the podcast website globalquickinfluence.com and LinkedIn page. This Sunday, we conclude your guide from 1 to 10 of a hybrid future covering quantum computing, future food needs, energy and the UN blue economy, future digital education, chemical engineering and new disciplines from the point of view of global Greek experts. You can always catch up if you missed last Sunday's first part of your guide from 1 to 10 of a hybrid future to listen to the transformations of artificial intelligence, medicine, business, space, and transportation in smart cities. Let's start now with quantum computing. What is quantum computing and why is it different to the computing used now? Quantum computing is a type of computing that uses quantum mechanics principles to process and store data. Traditional computers use classical or binary bits which store data as either a 1 or 0, while quantum computing uses quantum bits or qubits which exist in multiple states simultaneously. This allows quantum computers to perform certain calculations exponentially faster than classical computers. Quantum computing is important to our future because it has the potential to solve some of the world's most difficult problems and drive in in many fields. Dr. Eleni Diamandi, a CNRS researcher at Sorbonne University in Paris, France, and whose research focuses on experimental quantum cryptography, communication complexity, and on the development of protocols for quantum networks, speaks to the Global Quick Influence podcast about quantum computing enabling new capabilities in research fields of science and technology. Ah, difficult question. So, so why? Um, so, quantum computing is a tool, right? A quantum computer is, can be seen as an extremely powerful device by itself, So to be able to do an actual quantum computer, it takes not only physics, engineering, electronics, uh, all sorts of different uh, capacities, computer science, mathematics, all sorts of, of expertise is brought together to be able to come up with a quantum computer. So from this point of view, it's a subject of research by itself. Okay, so it can it can actually it can uh, it can actually revolutionize the way that we understand if it can be done and it will be done. I'm quite sure about it one day. It it's a it's a topic that uh, that uh, that will uh, that uh, that can change by itself by the fact that it even exists. Um, understanding of uh, of uh, of science and therefore of uh, of applications in STEM. So it is already it is already a recent topic by itself, and via its applications, um, it can also So bring a revolutionize the way, for example, that we that we that we see science, the way that we that we study um, many body physics uh, or other uh, or other topics and application sectors. It it will bring uh, and not only it, is it a topic of research by itself, but it will bring uh, opportunities and capabilities that will open new avenues in research. 
in STEM. This is how it's in many, many sectors. The demand for sustainable and nutritious food will grow and innovation will be necessary to meet this challenge. As the global population continues to increase, we will need to produce more food, but in ways that are sustainable and environmentally responsible. This will require innovations in agriculture and food production practices, as well as in supply chain management and distribution. Additionally, nutrition will be an important consideration as the availability of healthy food will become increasingly important to human health and well-being. Improvements in food science and technology, such as development of alternative proteins and sustainable aquaculture, could play a major role in meeting these challenges. Today's research of chemistry and technology applied to food is nature-focused and imitates structures found in nature based on our best knowledge of it. Dr. Kostas Nikiforidis, an associate professor of bio based materials at Wageningen University in the Netherlands, also co-founder and scientific advisor of the time-traveling milkman that produces and sells stable plant-based fat ingredients for sustainable and appetizing dairy alternatives, speaks about the ways nature can inspire us to meet future solutions in agriculture. In many possible ways. So I can give a very broad answer now about how to use nature. And there are many groups in US, Netherlands, and Asia, where the focus is on bio-inspired materials. So we are trying to understand why nature, through evolution, uh, develops specific materials. And we try to see how to use them in our common practice, in our everyday life, let's say. It can be an engineering uh, filtration, the step. Uh, it can be a, a carrier of, of, of molecules, it can be, I don't know, it can be every soft material or hard material you're gonna use later. So it's, it's very, very important and we found the last years that there's a limitation of what we, we can do. And all materials we currently are uh, designing are based on fossil sources, on petrochemicals. So trying to go one step, let's say, uh, a bit further from the petrochemical uses. And the idea is to try to see what nature is using for the similar applications. And we try to mimic them or try to use the same concept or the same molecules for different applications in food and in non-food materials. The transition to a sustainable blue economy based on the sustainable use of ocean resources could be important in meeting future energy needs. As the global population continues to grow, demand for energy will also increase, and we will need to find more sustainable ways to meet this demand. The ocean holds vast potential as a source of renewable energy, ranging from wind and waves to tides and thermal energy. The potential of this vast untapped resource will require significant investment and innovation, such as advancements in technology for harnessing energy from the ocean. Transitioning to a sustainable blue economy could also help address other pressing issues, such as ocean pollution and overfishing. Achieving a sustainable and equitable use of the ocean's resources will require collaboration across various sectors and stakeholders from governments and industries to local communities and individuals. Michael Bernitzas, a professor of naval architecture and marine engineering and a professor of mechanical engineering at the University of Michigan Ann Arbor in the United States and whose research focus is on sustainable hydropower energy technology, answers to the Global Greek Influence podcast question, what will make hydropower sustainable for human and aquatic life? We, it's not just mechanical engineering, but um, 
most of the disciplines of engineering are needed, um, like ocean engineering, chemical engineering, mechanical, electrical, all of the and materials, all of these can contribute to developing new technologies uh, for the blue economy. You know, the blue economy has been defined well by the World Bank, and it's going to to grow uh, into industry of several trillion dollars in the next decade. Uh, now, um, in uh, of course, any development like this may have the scientific basis, but without engineering, it cannot be implemented. And uh, so we see a lot of uh, solutions to problems that we have in uh, nature. Uh, for example, uh, the vortex-induced vibrations, which is a phenomenon where uh, the underlying phenomenon for our um, um, Vivace converter. On one hand, it can be destructive. On the other hand, it can be um, productive, as in uh, our case. And the solution for suppression of these destructive phenomena is also found in nature. For example, uh, if you consider mammals um, like uh, seals and otis and sea lions and so on, they have whiskers. And they get more information from their whiskers than they get from eyes and ears. The, the, the whiskers are sensors. But of course, the whiskers are little cylindrical bodies. If they try to move against the water, they will start vibrating in flow-induced oscillations, either VIV or galloping. But if you take those whiskers and you put them under a microscope, you will see some very intricate, very uh, shallow uh, variations on the surface. They are not smooth. And those suppress completely vortex-induced vibrations and gallop. So the way we, find, we found uh, a solution to harnessing energy from flows Nature also shows us for exactly the same phenomenon how we can suppress it. So um, it's definitely um, going to be a tremendous revolution in technologies, developing technologies for the blue economy, because we have everything in the water, in the ocean. We have water that we can desalinate. We have energy that we can harness. And we have food from fish that we can uh, farm in an environmentally sustainable way. And those three are three of the top 10 problems of humanity that uh, the United Nations has defined. So um, there's tremendous uh, progress that we can make in that respect. The sky is the limit, or maybe I should say in our environment, the ocean depth is the limit to uh, development uh, both scientific development and uh, engineering development. Technology is already and will continue revolutionizing education, making it more accessible, personalized and effective. 
Advancements in educational technology are enabling more students to access high-quality education regardless of their location or financial situation. Looking to the future, further advancements in educational technology are likely to continue to drive innovation and revolutionize the field of education. For example, virtual and augmented reality technologies could offer new ways of delivering immersive learning experience, while artificial intelligence could provide teachers with new insights and tools for personalized instruction. By leveraging the power of technology, we have the potential to transform education and better prepare individuals for success in an increasing complex and rapidly changing world. Dr. Konstantinos Kakosimos, an associate professor of chemical engineering at Texas A&M University at Qatar, answers to how he designs and develops mixed and augmented reality applications. I mean, virtual reality for most of us is wear a helmet, go or get inside a cave. That's how we call these virtual environments. And then you're, you're isolated. With the augmented reality, uh, the first hardware I actually got on my hands was the Google Glass you realize that there is something new here. I mean, I don't want to build the hardware myself. I don't want to build everything myself. But um, uh, this tool can really enable you of doing things. Unfortunately, for start, you have to learn also how to do the software by yourself. It takes also a lot of time. But the moment you do it, you really re- realize that, I mean, that's, that's a way forward. So uh, in this regard, um, first came the Google Glass, then came the Microsoft HoloLens, like enough to get a hardware like this in um, on hands. One of the benefits in academia, uh, if you can uh, afford it financially, uh, nobody will tell you don't do something uh, until you actually you prove later on you do it well. If you don't do it well, that's a problem. But nobody will prohibit you of doing something that you feel passionate about uh, about this. So when I first saw the uh, the promotional video of uh, Microsoft Hololens, I got really excited. And then I start writing my own code on this, learning how to do and making, trying to introduce it to our students. For them, mainly in the beginning, as a tool to help them visualize abstract concepts, uh, difficult concepts. Uh, we are chemical engineers. We teach them about fluid mechanics, about thermodynamics. These things um, are difficult to visualize to a third year or even a fourth year student that hasn't entered yet a lab. And even when they enter a lab, the, all they see is the, is the casing. They don't see what's happening inside. So augmented and, and um, uh, mixed reality uh, breaks this uh, barrier. You can see what is happening inside the device while you're next to it. Uh, you don't have to enter a, a, a cave, a virtual world, to do uh, this type of, uh, of activities. But then, while I was doing this with my students, and um, I, I realized that this tool can also be an enabler for them. So by teaching them how you were doing what you were doing, they learn how to do their own things. So at that point, uh, I had a couple of students that even left away and made their own startup out of it. They got the experience from developing software and developing products. They started their own startup. Now we, we have what we call the Aggies Mixed Reality. In, at Texas A&M, we call our people Aggies. Uh, it has to do with the background of the university. And we developed our academy. Uh, it's a small one, but still students can come, learn how to work out this technology, get access to the hardware, because for them it's, even, it's difficult to get access to this uh, yet, like, I would call experimental hardware. I mean, you can buy, but it's still expensive 
for most of uh, most of us, uh, and they learn how to do um, things. So mixed reality, augmented reality, software and hardware tools is another enabler. It's a very, very modern enabler. In a few years, it will become daily life, like today's, the, the nice displays of our smartphones. And um, But to move on, in, in academia, we have a responsibility to prepare ourselves and our students for the future. So at the same time, something that is an enabler for you becomes also an enabler for other people. Advances in chemical engineering will lead to new materials, processes, and products that will enhance efficiency, sustainability, and safety, but also help explain the mechanisms of the making of cosmos, our universe. Chemical engineering can be used to develop new technologies and materials that enable a deeper understanding of the universe, such as materials for sensitive imaging and spectroscopy instruments, or new ways to evaluate atmospheric and ocean composition. Additionally, chemical engineering can help develop sustainable energy sources and innovative ways to protect our planet from pollution and climate change, which can also aid in our efforts to better understand the universe around us. Also, chemical engineering mechanisms can help us understand how materials are made, how they evolve to produce oxygen on comets and life on planets. Professor Kostadinos Yapis at the Division of Chemistry and Chemical Engineering at the California Institute of Technology, an expert in ion surface interaction dynamics on semiconductors, plasma processing, electrospinning, hybrid nanomaterials, and recently in astrophysics to enrich cosmos, is asked how he sees the future chemical engineering disciplines disciplines evolving based on his academic experience and research. Yota, you're, you're asking um, about sort of the manifesto of chemical engineering here. Uh, moder- modern chemical engineering is very much a molecular-based discipline. While the molecular focus has natural overlaps with chemistry, Uh, molecular biology and materials, the underlying unifying intellectual thread that makes chemical engineering a distinct discipline is that it deals with complex molecular systems and processes across multiple length scales and time scales. That's a unique thing that chemical engineers do. Chemical engineering combines understanding of molecular reactivity with understanding of kinetics, thermodynamics, transport phenomena, to provide a multi-scale description and understanding of complex molecular systems and processes. Chemical engineering principles provide a unifying description of processes that could be limited by reactions on small scales, by diffusion on intermediate scale, and by flow on large scales. Just as a final thought, uh, chemical engineering has gone through significant changes within the last two decades, expanding so substantially into biology and nanotechnology that many departments, in the U.S. at least, changed their names to emphasize those affiliations. Um, With global warming being recognized nowadays as an existential threat to humanity, new areas appear for chemical engineering that will become very, very important. One of them is CO2 reduction remediation. Another big one is clean energy. Uh, And the final one that will affect us all is water processing, water treatments. Uh, Clean water is becoming more and more difficult to to get uh, on Earth. So that's the beauty of our our discipline. So I expect these to become 
frontier areas of chemical engineering research. A hybrid future in technology, science and research refers to a future where different approaches, models and technologies are combined to create new ways of delivering products, services or solutions. This could include combining traditional methods with modern technologies, integrating artificial intelligence with human decision-making or developing hybrid systems or products that utilize a combination of technologies. Similarly, in technology, a hybrid future may involve integrating different platforms, programming languages and cloud computing models to develop more comprehensive and adaptable solutions. A hybrid future need not be scary. It may present some challenges or require new structures in societies and the economy, but it ultimately presents opportunities for innovation and growth. Thank you all for staying until the end. Stay tuned for another podcast episode and get notified by subscribing and following on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and five more podcasting platforms. Your feedback and suggestions also help us become better. Until next time. Thank you.